It is probably December 17th, and you're listening to the Magnificent Fantasy Football Show. I say probably December 17th because I'm recording on December 16th. Likely won't post this until the 17th. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You never know. You never know. You never know how much time you're going to get. Okay, so here we are. It's week 15, people. And there are three different slates to talk about. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. If you thought last week was tough, this one's even tougher. Because you got three slates. You've got. Almost everyone entering the COVID protocol, so you have no idea who's even going to be playing this weekend. It might be pointless to listen to this because things are changing rapidly. So who knows? I don't even know what I'm going to be talking about here. It's going to be nuts. And looking at last week, did okay. Cam Newton, quarterback, did okay. You know, some of my other calls, um, Kamara, that was an easy one. I'm going to glance over James Robinson. It didn't happen. Josh Jacobs, meh. Um, the one I didn't put here, but, you know, following the news, you got Pete Carroll saying, hey, Rashad Penny, it's going to be a big part of our game plan. And then right before that, Adrian Peterson was inactive. He was low-priced. Roots are very terrible. Houston Texans defense. Didn't call it on the pod, but I had it. I had it, but it still wasn't enough because the wide receivers are really hard to figure out. Even though when I look at this list, I've got a lot of good ones. I've got Robbie Anderson called that one. He got a touchdown. Um, He did very well in that game. Uh, Nico Collins at min price. He had 10 targets. He still did okay. I think he only caught like five balls. No touchdowns, not a ton of yardage, but... He's on the up and up lookout with Mills. Mills at center, looking Nico's way early and often. Um, Tyler Lockett was on this list. Didn't, couldn't really put him in there though because I also really liked Mike Evans. Got that one, and Travis Kelsey did not. Did not get that one. Should have gone the Brevin Jordan route. He got a touchdown on that first drive. <clears throat> Would have been able to to help afford a few other things in that lineup there, but unfortunately not. So what about for DFS week 15? What do we got? We got three slates. We got a showdown. We're going to talk about showdown. We got them Chiefs versus the Chargers tonight. I'll touch on that one briefly, even though no one's going to have time to listen to it. So it'll be very, very brief. And then we've got a Saturday slate. There's two games on Saturday to talk about. And then there's also your Sunday slate. So let's try to figure it out. Let's try to navigate it. And I'm going to try to do this in lightning speed for my four or five downloads that we'll get this week. So start the showdown. I'm just going to go real quick because second time these teams have played. Uh, First time these teams played, you saw yourself... A pretty high-scoring affair. We had Herbert 
281 yards passing, four touchdowns through the air. Mahomes, 260 yards passing, three touchdowns through the air, two interceptions. So they didn't get the 300-yard touchdown or 300-yard passing bonus. They both did good. Their touchdowns saved them. At running back, Eckler had 55 yards on the ground, um, six catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown through the air. Clyde Edwards-Elaire, 17 carries, 100 yards, no touchdowns. And two catches, nine yards, one touchdown. And I kind of I think we're going to see old Clyde in this game. He had minimal usage last week because that game was out of hand. They didn't need him. But it looks like his usage is there when the game is competitive. And I think this is going to be a competitive game, and Clyde is worth it. At wide receiver, Mike Williams started the year off on fire. He had seven catches, 122 yards receiving, and two touchdowns in this game. Um, I don't know if we're going to see old Mike back or not. I don't know. I feel like those days are long gone. He hasn't been that guy for a while. Um, Keenan Allen, eight catches, 50 yards, and one touchdown on 12 targets. He draws a really tough matchup in this one. And if it takes 12 targets for him to get eight catches for 50 yards, I'm going to stay away from that one. And then Travis Kelsey, seven receptions, 104 yards, 11 targets. Um, He's facing a beat-up Derwin James. Love Derwin James, but a healthy Derwin James couldn't stop Travis Kelsey. So a beat-up Derwin James um, probably won't be able to stop Travis Kelsey either. And Tyreek Hill, seven targets, five catches, 56 yards. So a weak Tyreek Hill performance. If you look at this, the top two priced guys, Patrick Mahomes and um, Tyreek Hill. So with them both not really having ceiling games, and is this right? Hold up. Okay, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, 12K, Tyreek Hill, 11-4. So if you fade those two guys, if they're not going to get to, you know, their ceiling games, you can essentially fit in Clyde. You can essentially fit in Herbert, Eckler, Kelsey, Mike Williams. Um, You could pivot and do a Herbert, um, Keenan Allen swap. But getting a lot of those guys in this lineup is important. And then punting a guy with guys like Parham or, um, you know, if you can fit a kicker, whatever. Um, but Clyde Edwards Elaire is the, my captain choice in this one, just based on his salary alone. He comes in only at, um, that's not right. My prices keep getting meshed up. Yeah, he comes in at 7K. So he's the cheapest star out of this crew, and it helps you get. A lot. I have no idea what that chime was. It's freaking me out. I have no idea where that came from. Anyway, that's where I'm going. So fade Mahomes, fade Hill, put Clyde in your captain, and um, pay for all those other studs. Your, your Eckler, your uh, your Kelsey, your Mike Williams. All those guys are really cheap. Mike's only seventy four. Kelsey's only eighty six. Herbs ten eight. So that's where I'd go there. That's all I'm going to talk about on that one. Um, which brings us to the Saturday slate. Another quick one we'll just skim through. If you look at the Saturday slate, it's just the chart or the Raiders versus the Browns. Um, 
and there's a ton of people aren't playing in that game. Uh, on the Brown side, Baker probably not going to play. You're probably not going to have Landry. Uh, probably not going to have Austin Hooper, all due to COVID. Uh, there's other guys on the defensive side, on their offensive line that are in the COVID protocols. Tons of guys in the Browns. I think like eight of them. And then Raiders probably aren't going to have Darren Waller. He's already been listed as out as of right now, actually. So a lot of guys out of that one. And you've also got the Patriots going to the Colts. And that's it for the slate. Um, If I look at it, I think Mac Jones first. The Colts secondary is probably the safest I would go. I'm not going to trust uh, Case Keenum. And uh, that offense, for run-heavy offense versus the Raiders. So Mac Jones is your quarterback. There's no way you can do this without Jonathan Taylor or Nick Chubb locked in at running back. And wide receiver, it's just a hodgepodge of who do you like best. And the safest guys, volume-wise, you got to look at Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers, um, and really that's it. Uh, you could put in, um, what's his face, Peoples-Jones. Uh, you could look at that, but they're all kind of the same type of guy, like Peoples-Jones, T.Y. Hilton. I think Pittman's a fade for me, just against that tough Patriots defense. Um, I don't think it's worth going Pittman. Uh, but then other stuff like Kendrick Bourne, you know, Zay Jones, Ryan Edwards, Nelson Aguilar, all those wide receivers are like whatever. Um, tight end-wise, I do like Foster Moreau. He's getting all of the action. He's actually very athletic. And I think if there's any weak points in the Browns' defense, it's at tight end. So he will cost you 3700 If you want to go min-price, that works too. There's not a lot of fun stuff to pay up for. Um, you can afford a lot of these guys anyway. So I wouldn't really recommend going min-price, but you could go to Harrison Bryant. Um, or David Njoku, Njoku is 28, Bryant is 25, just depends on who's healthy, who's playing there. Um, that's, that's really all I wanted to cover, other than we could look at a few more running backs, putting your flex um, with Cream Hunt out. Dernis Johnson could get a few looks, especially if the Browns come out and control this game. Uh, with the Raiders just been sucking. So if they go up big, um, you'll see less Nick Chubb in the second half, more Dernis Johnson. I think they'll mix him up, mix him in regardless. He's uh, proven that he, he he's earned those touches. So I think that's someone that can be interesting to throw in the flex. Um, so with Kareem Hunt out, obviously Stevenson, Rahmandre Stevenson, uh, he's like the same price. So maybe he makes more sense. We all know what he can do. And versus the Colts, they have a little tougher run defense. Uh, Raiders have like the worst run defense. Colts is, you know, they're above average. So something to consider in your lineup build. Um, let's just keep cruising. I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to give a lot of thought into this. Um, we got through two slates, so let's do the main one. And on to the main slate, we will start with 
them Panthers going over to Buffalo to play them Bills. And this one, I'm just going to keep very simple. Um, you know, on the Bills side of the ball, we're not completely confident. Josh Allen is going to play. And there's some tough wide receiver matchups. Uh, Stefan Gilmore probably going to be looking over at Stefan Diggs and shutting him down. Um, Gabe Davis has been getting a lot of action lately. He could have an okay day, but still think Henderson on the other side of that defense is still pretty tough, even though he hasn't been playing like it this year. Uh, in the slot, Beasley kind of has, um, you know, not the best or not the hardest matchup. So he could reappear in this one. Um, same with Dawson Knox, both guys kind of playing in and out of the slot. Um, that's the only way, that's the only place I'd go with this offense. And um, I do like this defense. And this offense has been shut down to the Jags already once this year. So I don't know. I think the Panthers could surprise some people in this matchup, especially if Allen's not 100% healthy and if he's out or if he plays and is limited. Um, Other side of the ball, Cam Newton. Hard to trust these days. But you saw DJ Moore get a ton of targets. Um, I'm not going to roll the dice and predict another... Robbie Stone Henderson game and DJ Moore got a lot of looks. He was banged up after that game, but with no Tredavious White in this Bills defense and DJ Moore coming in at what 6K. Um, yeah, I like it. You gotta say 6K flat, that's freaking awesome. So DJ Moore go on a high point per dollar list, if y'all ask me. I don't know if you are, but if you are, that's what I tell you. And um, and then yeah, that's it for this one. And then we'll go over to the Jets, going to Miami, Miami, Miami at home. Um, very tough defense, playing at home, getting an the advantage there. Got to like that uh, Miami side of the ball. You got their Jalen Waddle. COVID protocols doesn't really matter to me because I've said it all year, the Jets perimeter defense is where you attack. So Devontae Parker, definitely an upgrade for you. Um, Parker comes in. In the 4K range, uh, he comes in at 43 hundo. So Parker, high point per dollar, gotta like that. Uh, Gasicki could Gasicki could do okay. Um, they're a little tougher in the slot, and that's where Gasicki lives. Um, so I love Parker. Uh, I'm intrigued by Gaskin, but with Philip Lindsay healthy, they're trying to get him more involved. I'm just not gonna think, not gonna think about it. Not gonna even think twice about it. So we got Devonta Parker. Other side of the ball, we got Dolphins defense at 37, and that's it. I think they're, you know, one of the higher priced defenses. Going to cost you their second highest price, 37, but might be worth it. I wouldn't try to get it, but there's so many unknowns. There's a lot of values everywhere. You might be able to get there. Who knows? So Devonta, 43. All we got in this one, high point per dollar. I'm not giving any downgrades at all. Which brings us over to Washington going to Philly. Um, divisional game, divisional matchup. Going to be a lot of a lot of uh, emotions running high. And the Washington football team has been very emotional. Uh, they did not seem to be too happy about losing to them Cowboys last week. Can't blame them. Um, but, you know. They're they're the worst team. So 
Looks like Washington football team uh, won't have Foster Moreau in this one. Not sure who this Roberts guy is. He doesn't have any stats by his name. He hasn't played at all this year. So definitely going to be some uh, weak points at cornerback. But Devonta Smith probably be shadowed by William Jackson because of that. Who's been okay. Um, not nearly as good as he was last year. You'd expect Goddard to just kind of kill it again in this game. You're not sure if you're going to have Jalen Hurts play or not. Um, I'm not going to trust any of the running backs at all. So if it's the Minshew show or Hurts, I think you still kind of like Smith and Goddard. Um, they're probably appropriately priced. If if you want my opinion, uh, we got you know we got Smith at 61. It's pretty high up there. Got her at 53. So I think think they earned their salary points. Um, and then other side of the ball, Gibson's still getting all of the work. Eagles have been easy to run, easy to run on. Um, the one call out of McKissick is back with this high workload Gibson's been having. I think it comes with a little bit of risk. They might need to um, spread out that workload a little bit more, get McKissick more involved. Obviously, they like McKissick and what he brings. Uh, McLaurin versus Slade, tough. That's toughy. Um, not interested. Uh, it's not looking like Ricky Seals is projected to start as of right now, but the tight end matchup for the Washington football team is actually really good. Um, so, yeah, it looks like he's he's in there. Um Ricky Seals, 3,400, really good. He makes the list. High PPD for Ricky at 3,400. Yeah, that's all we got there. We'll look at, for some reason, the Cardinals going to Lyons. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the Lions have enough firepower to get it done versus this defense. This defense has been pretty tough. Um, we're not sure if Swift's going to play or not. Looks like he's more probable to play than not. Uh, we know Hawkinson's going to be out. Smith is questionable. He didn't participate in Thursday's practice. So that doesn't look promising. Uh, wide receiver wise, it's been kind of like a this carousel. Reynolds looks okay some weeks. St. Brown had that game winner. Raymond... Had a little bit more play last week. Um, so just tougher defense. You could probably find a guy that's going to hit, but no thanks. No Hawkinson. No thanks. Uh, other side of the ball, we don't have um, Hopkins is done for the regular season. Maybe he'll play in the playoffs, but done for the regular season. Of course, you love James Conner in this one. Who doesn't? Obviously, James Conn, Jay Conn. Young Jeezy. Uh, Jay Khan didn't practice on Thursday, though, so I don't know. In a game where they're going to easily win, I don't think they're going to feed him 20 times if they're up by a ton of points. And we're still not sure if Chase Edmonds is going to be playing or not. He hasn't been activated off the IR yet, or maybe he has. Anyway, he's uh, he hasn't been activated officially yet. Um. So Eno Benjamin, I don't know. It's just too much uncertainty. We're not going to think about it. And we're going to think about the Cowboys going to face 
the New York Giants instead. And New York Giants don't trust anybody on that offensive side of the ball. Um, Dallas defense has just been too hot, running too hot. Uh, Dallas offense running very hot too. They'll be able to do whatever they want against this New York Giant defense. And I think you're going to see more of a timeshare with Elliott and Tony Pollard. Both guys are banged up, so I don't think they're going to want to run either of those guys into the ground in a game they should easily win. Um, I think if they're smart, they'll attack the slot more often, which eliminates Gallup completely from this game, puts Schultz, Lamb, and Cooper into play, but they all earn their salaries, not seeing a high point per dollar projection for either of them. Either of them. Neither of them. All right, that's enough of that. We'll go on. We'll talk about Titans going to pit, pity, pity city. Um, so close you can almost smell them uh, in pity in that city. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh against this Titan defense been very tough, very tough secondary. Um, doesn't make me like any of those wide receivers. Ray Ray McLeod in the slot. Why not? Could be interesting, um, but I'm, I'm not up for it. Firemouth draws an okay matchup. I actually think this might be a sneaky week to go for Najee Harris. Uh, he actually draws a good matchup. They're not so good against the run, and it almost makes their awful offensive line uh, look kind of good. But if Big Ben uh, isn't confident in throwing it against this defense... Maybe he's confident in dumping it off to Najee Harris, um, top price running back at 7,800. I'm going to say that's worth it. Um, surprised myself. Wasn't even going to consider it. Not even close, not at the top price. But this guy's still eating, still getting the volume. He's had some down, down games, and this is the game where they could draw it up you know, this is a run game. His back-to-back games of 20 attempts rushing and at least three targets. So I think if they're smart, they're going to lean on him and try to win this one. Um, he'll be the main focal point of their game plan if if I had to guess. Uh, the funnest, we'll, we'll coin this the funnest match of the week. Uh, Texans going to play at the Jags. And... Um, you know, James Robinson versus Houston Texans defense. Um, he should just be able to destroy them. Should, should. So the thing about James Robinson, last time he faced the Texans, uh, he had five carries, 25 yards, and three catches for 29 yards. So no touchdowns, didn't really get it done, but there's a few few things working in his favor. Uh, Urban Meyer fired. So the guy that for some reason wanted to always overlook James Robinson and just think Travis Etienne, uh, he's out, out of the picture. Also, Houston Texans rush defense, still terrible. Um, Rashad Penny has literally done nothing his entire career, uh, has had opportunities in the past and last week, you know, over hundred yards and two touchdowns. So if J-Rob, if he gets it going, if he gets a workload, uh, this guy's a freaking must start at uh, his 
very sweet price tag of $5,400. So 100,000 million percent J-Rob on the list. He's on the list here. J-Rob at 54. Hundro. And let's see. I honestly think pretty much... (laughs) Pretty much all these guys are in play on both sides of the ball. I mean, looking at the bo- this box score, Trevor Lawrence had his best game uh, when they played, what, week two? Yeah, it looks like week two. Uh, over 300 yards, 330 yards passing, 32 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, that'll get it done. Uh, so like that. Uh, don't love any one particular pass catcher however last time lavishka chenault had 10 targets in this game only had seven for 50 uh but that was with a healthy dj shark who had 12 targets and only three catches and a touchdown so marb jones lavishka um i mean it's pretty freaking interesting and on the other side mills the guy's doing pretty good he's hot and cold plays good against Bad teams play as bad against good teams, so it's a little confusing. But Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, um, almost had 300 yards, 291 yards passing, two touchdowns. And Mark Ingram, 26 carries for 85 yards, so not the best production on the ground. But David Johnson has been getting limited opportunities all year long. Rex Burkhead is no longer here. Well, sorry, he's, he's no longer going to play in this game. He's injured. And Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay are no longer on the team. So I really do think David Johnson could have the workload finally for once this year to see if he still got it. And his yards per carry and yards per reception are actually pretty good this year. So if he's getting the workload, I am interested. And also in this game, Brandon Cook, seven targets, five catches, 132 yards. Uh, looks like he's going to have to break one for 52 yards again to get value. But with Nico Collins getting 10 targets last week with Mills, I mean, Nico and Cooks, honestly, this game was 21 to 37. And with two teams that really have nothing to lose, I think this is the most interesting uh, game to attack. I think I would stack it up. You're going to get all the values, and then you can afford a lot of those other pieces. So Davis, Mills, 54. Trevor Lawrence is only 51. It's insane. Uh, J-Rob already mentioned at 5,400. David Johnson is at 4,900. This is a ton of ridiculous value. Brandon Cooks, 5,800. He's been that pretty much all year long. LaVisca Chenault, 4,300. Uh, pretty good price. That's what Robbie Anderson was last week, and look what he did. Um, where's uh, who else were we talking about? Nico Collins, thirty five hundred. No longer min price. He got a five hundred dollar bump after the ten targets he saw last week. Um, all these guys sound worth it to me. Tight end wise, I mean Brevin Jordan at twenty eight hundred. I think is probably the best cheapest tight end on the slate. Something to consider there. So all those guys, all of those guys are in play. High point per dollar plays that 
should return value. So yeah, big time game. Had to pause and restart when I was talking about J-Rob in the middle of that, so hopefully that was seamless. Speaking of, um, this will be released tonight. So the date will be the 16th, but nobody will listen to this on the 16th anyway. Um, Backing up, Chargers Chiefs game did start. And yeah, not much to say about that. I thought I would going to lose Mike Williams and Parham in back-to-back plays in my lineup, but looks like Mike's back Parham. Hopefully he's all right. He looked like he got a serious injury. Um, also, also backing up to the freaking Browns game, looks like they're going to be down to the third-string quarterback, um, Case Keenum, also in COVID protocols or however you want to phrase it. Fortunately for them, Nick Mullins is their third-string quarterback, and that guy is um, tried and true, a very proven, competent quarterback, and especially in a run-first offense, I don't think it changes anything. Um, I mean, even since I started recording, there's just been more and more and more teams, um, just these COVID, there's just, they're just dropping like flies. So... You're really going to have to uh, follow the headlines and find out who's playing, find out who's going to get the opportunity, who's out. And it's just going to be a lot to follow if you want to have any success this week. I mean, just looking at some of the top headlines, we've got um, teams with the most players. on the, This is from the Sleeper app. Most players on the reserve COVID list. The Rams have 25 players. Washington has 21. The Browns have 20. Bears have 12. Texans 8. Dolphins 6. Vikings 6. So that's pretty freaking unbelievable. Um, I bet this is the most there's ever been. I already know for a fact. On Monday, it was the most players entering protocol in one single day since the pandemic began. Uh, It was like 37 players on Monday. So these are some crazy numbers. Um, doesn't look like any games will be delayed. You're just gonna have to keep following in the headlines and find out who the hell is gonna actually be playing in these games. So that will be the biggest challenge. Uh, but that is the game of the week. Obviously, the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who only have a 39 and a half over under. <laughs> uh. If you bet that, bet the over. If history repeats itself, they will get, well, they get 58. They got to 58 last time. So hilarious to see that over under under 40. Um, Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, next, we will look at Bengals and Broncos. The Bengals side of the, on, on the Bengals defense they had a pretty decent defense all year long. Their D-line's pretty good. Um, their cornerbacks are okay. Decent safeties. Um, their linebacking core, not sure if it's injury-related or COVID-related, but they're pretty depleted right now. And their run defense defense has not been playing too well recently. Um, Javante Williams didn't practice today, but sounds like he will for sure play on Sunday. So expect more uh Workload split between Williams and Melvin Gordon. Maybe they'll both get like 
a couple tutties EGN. Who knows? Um, they're both probably going to do good, but it's still just you just got to hope for touchdowns. Um, I think all these wide receivers could do good. It's just the Titans are good. There's just this Broncos offense is just too good at too many positions. It's hard to understand who's going to emerge. So it's always a fade for me unless someone's hurt. Um, and if you flip the other side of the ball, Joe Burrow, uh, versus the Broncos defense, I think the Bengals are going to be able to, um, do pretty well against this pretty beat up defense. Uh, their linebackers still aren't at full strength. Um, yeah, Higgins, Chase, Boyd. It looks like everyone has really good matchups. They're going to be able to exploit. And Joe Burrow has just been freaking killing it lately. Joe Mixon was kind of sick last week. He should be completely healthy. Um, so I think I love Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow at his price point. What is he coming at? Just um, was it six k? He comes in at sixty one hundred. So. He's for sure on the list. I think he's too cheap. Um, when you look at the entire slate, where does this guy rank? 61. He's yeah, he's like 10th or 12th. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. He's 10th. 10th highest priced quarterback. That's way too damn cheap. Joe Burrow is going to murder it. Joe Mixon, 7,200. Um, that's probably appropriate. Jamar Chase, 71, is probably appropriate. T. Higgins at 65. I mean, Tyler Boyd at 4,900. I think that's worth making the list. Um, I mean, he doesn't have a huge, huge floor. And he has a good matchup. So, I don't know. You could do worse than Boyd. Maybe we'll leave him off. But he's a safe, safe uh, floor guy. So, Tyler Boyd, if, if you want to go conservative, conservative, Tyler Boyd for sure. Is your, he's your man. Um, so yeah, I guess the only guy making the list on this one is Joe Burrow at 6,100. Leading us to San Fran and the Falcons. San Fran's playing at home. Um, yeah, I mean, Falcons defense, not good everywhere except for AJ Terrell. So perimeter wide receivers, Debo and Ayuk. Ayuk isn't as really a start anyway. A healthy Debo is, but he's more of a running back these days, which is weird. Um, so I think Debo has an appropriate game for his price point. Uh, holy shit. This is the highest graded PFF player I've ever seen. Trent Williams knew he was really good, but damn, he's rated 99. I don't think anyone's ever gotten a 99 rating in PFF. That's pretty freaking awesome. Good for you, Trent Williams, in your age 33 season. That's phenomenal. His entire career, he's the highest he's ever been graded out is 91.9 last year. No, 92.7 a few years ago. Anyway, a lot of talk about uh, that left tackle, but holy shit, that's crazy. Um, George Kittle actually has a really freaking awesome matchup. Kittle's just been on fire, but he's 7,500. I mean, that's pretty freaking expensive. But he's got back-to-back games 
over 150 yards, 42.6 points and 47.1 fantasy points. So he's paying it off. God, he's paying it off, but you missed him. You missed him the last two weeks, didn't you? You didn't pick him. Me neither. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think I'm gonna pick him this week either. I just kind of like some of those cheaper guys, but damn, this is a good matchup for him, and he's been killing it. Um, his knee's a little banged up. It was last week too. Didn't matter. But holy shit, George Kittle. I don't think that's a downgrade. Probably priced appropriately if you pick him. Yeah. Okay. Um, for the Falcons, I mean, no, just don't. Just don't think about it. I mean, they do have, um, God, I'm forgetting that cornerback's name. He's, he's out. I don't know if it's COVID or injury related, but it looks like he's going to be out. Um, but the Falcons wide receivers, no thanks. And Cordell Patterson, Pitts, nah, no, you don't want to do that. Don't touch it. Stay away from it. Um, okay, just two more games, guys. Two more. Two more. Hang tight. Two more games. So the Lamar Jackson-less question mark, Ravens playing the Green Bay Packers um, at home. Lamar's going to come down to the wire. You're not going to be sure, obviously, if he's out. Um, that Huntley guy at 5,400 is in play. He's going to get rushing yardage. Um they have a lot of guys out with COVID, but it looks like a lot of their offense otherwise is healthy. Uh, Mark Andrews, Hollywood, you got Sammy. So if Jackson is out, I definitely trust his backup. He's proven it. Even against the Packers defense has been playing very good. Um, so keep your expectations in check. I'm not really going to put anybody else on the list, but 5,400 for Huntley is pretty good. Um, so asterisks there, keep that in mind, not putting it down other side of the ball. Um, yeah, this secondary is hurt or COVID related. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, Devonte Adams will just freaking feast because it's kind of hard to run on the, the Ravens. They're really good. And, um, Packers want to run, but they won't be able to. So when they can't really run, they throw it to Adams a ton. So Devontae Adams is surprisingly only 8,900. No, that's probably appropriate for him. But even appropriately priced, 8,900, I think he's going to be high point per dollar guy. So we'll go Devontae Adams, 8,900. And it should be a perimeter pass funnel. And he'll feast. He'll absolutely feast. I think that should be a higher, uh, very competitive, high point total game. Uh, should be a good one to look forward to. But otherwise, I'm not going to touch those running backs. And Aaron Rodgers is too expensive with uh, a lot of these values. We're seeing he's the third highest priced quarterback at 75. So that's not worth it. Um, last game. Last game. You ready? I'm ready. We got the Seahawks and the Rams. And the Rams have like their whole freaking team uh, in COVID protocol. So no OBJ tested positive. Cooper Cup um, will absolutely feast, especially for this versus Seahawks, who can't really do anything against slot wide receivers. So Cooper Cup, he comes in. 
He was like 100 more than Devontae. Put them both in your lineup and just be happy about it. He's Cooper Cup is 9K. Yeah. Yeah, they're both for sure going to be there. Cooper Kip, um, 9K for sure. How can you not? How can you not, people? There's too many values that will allow you to pay up for these guys. So put them in. Don't be stupid. Don't be an idiot. Put them in. Um, yeah, Cooper Cup, that's it. Uh, Seahawks. So Tyler Lockett entered protocol, which makes you think, oh, my God, DK Metcalf, going to kill it. But Jalen Ramsey has just owned DK Metcalf. Um, last year, Metcalf like didn't do shit. So with no Lockett to you know, take some of the attention away, if Ram- Ramsey is back in this game, Metcalf is not going to do too good. Uh, this Rams defense... Is pretty good. Surprisingly, James Conner tore them up. So maybe Penny has a repeat performance here, but they're definitely not the Houston Texans. So Penny isn't really worth it for me. I'm sure he got priced way up. Let's find out. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he did not. Penny comes in at 5,400. That's a decent bump. It's probably appropriate. I could see him getting in the end zone, but I don't see a huge game out of him. Um, and I'm not going to get cute with Eskridge or anything like that. I will say Everett, extremely interesting. He's the guy they leave on the field whenever, um, you know, they got to throw a ton. And if they have to stay competitive in this game, Everett will be the man. For sure. Uh, Russell Wilson will throw it his way a shit ton. And Gerald Everett, Mount Everett, is coming in at, I'm trying to stall here, it's not working well, coming in at 3500 So that's a little pricier than I thought it'd be, but I think it's sneaky and I think it's safe. So Everett, for sure. You're there, bud. You are there for sure at 35 So what do we got? What do we got here? Let's uh, recap it. I have a shit ton of high point per dollar guys. I overlooked low point per dollar callouts again. And I only put digs at 7,700. So that's all I got on that side. But <clears throat> here's the list. Recap. Starting at quarterback, we got Davis Mills at 54. Uh, Trevor Lawrence at 51. And Joe Burrow at 6,100. Really good options. Uh, very you know low price points for... Uh, their projected point totals. You got to love it. Running back, uh, only three guys made this list. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, only three guys. Okay. Najee Harris at 7,800. We got J Rob at 54 and David Johnson at 4,900. Wow. Okay. I feel like I missed something. But anyway, I do like those options for all the reasons I mentioned previously. So, F it. Uh, wide receiver-wise, we got DJ Moore at 6K. Too cheap. We got Devontae Adams at 89. Cooper Cup at 9K. You can afford those guys because you've got values like Gabe Davis at 37. Devontae Park at 4,300. Nico Collins at 3,500. Again, coming off a 10-target game with Davis Mills airing it out. Um, it's too cheap. 
Uh, Marv Jones, 4,600 is interesting. LaVisca at 4,300. It's kind of hard for them to not get high point per dollar at those low price points, not expecting like huge blow up games, but holy shit, that's cheap. Uh, tight end Brevin Jordan, 2,800. Got a touchdown on the first drive of the game last week. Uh, and yeah, he's going to keep emerging. We got Ricky Seals Jones at 3,400 is interesting. Um, but I'd rather go in the direction of Gerald Everett at 3,500 if you're going to pay that. And that is all we got for ya. So lots of uncertainty. Hopefully this made things a little bit more certain and easier to understand. Um, That's all I got, folks. Thanks again for, for listening. Peace out.